Welcome to another episode of There's a System to This Madness podcast. I am your host, Osaze Shabazz. Today is August 2nd, 2020. Pretty much, I don't want to say nothing's going on. Nothing new is not going on. However, without a doubt, we're still in the coronavirus pandemic. We are less than 100 days away from the presidential election. There's concern in the White House, particularly when the president is dropping hints about pushing back the election because he feels that voter fraud is going to run rampant during the election. So he doesn't want any type of misusage of election violations (laughs) you know that's crazy I mean his whole whole election was mirrored by scandals and frauds and everything like this but he wants everything to be on the up and up and it doesn't help that Joe Biden has a commanding lead in the polls over him so you know the the bottom line is this guy is not going to leave quietly the bottom line is he is going to get his supporters riled up to the point where it's it's going to be you know I don't want to say the t- I don't want to say the magnitude of a civil war. However, it's going to be it's going to be some angry white folks out there. Some angry Trump supporters that just cannot accept the fact that the majority of the individuals in this country don't have their views. I think with the past election and the thing that was ironic despite even the division among democrats in the last election people forget hillary clinton still got the majority votes but of course we use this thing called electoral college so he wins but people keep forgetting she gained more votes than he did which gives you an indication that head to head there are more individuals in this country that do not believe in the ideology of this president but for some reason his supporters have this belief that they have the majority views of this country and uh, granted the individuals that sat down sat on their hands during the last election yeah they they are at fault for that they are at fault for the fact that they allowed for rhetoric and i get it some stuff was was detrimental some stuff shouldn't have happened you know i think that you know, the stuff that was hacked from Hillary Clinton's email, things of this nature. 
I still think it was a poor excuse when people did stuff like either continue to support Bernie Sanders or people stayed at home or people voted for the third party, the Green Party candidates. That's, there was no justification for that type of behavior. Yes, you, you show your dis, disgruntledness in regards to what's going on. However, there's a bigger picture. And because of that dissatisfaction, we in this mess. It's basically the guards went home and they let the inmates run the asylum. And everybody's surprised at what we got right now. And I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, me personally, of course, you know, I did vote for Hillary Clinton. I have no problem with admitting that. But what I can't figure out is, or, you know, I'll be truthful, I was curious to see what would it be like to have a Republican White House, Senate, and a House. But at the same time, I couldn't help but to think that everything that we got right now is it it did not surprise me. It did not surprise me, not one bit. And sometimes you got to go through these things to see for yourself to get the mindset. Okay, what a, what's the worst thing that can happen? Okay, we're dealing with the worst thing that possibly could happen. I mean, without a doubt, everything could be worse. There's never such thing as a worse of the worst. But at the same time, yeah, what's the, you know, we've seen what can happen. We've seen what happens when good people take a step back and do nothing. And that is what happened. Yeah, there were a lot of blunders during that election i've always felt that hillary clinton she was she was arrogant she was cocky i believe the most disrespectful thing that she did was she was so desperate to get to donald trump and to and to debate him she looked past her democrat opponents she she didn't even focus on them she wanted to address all these things that Donald Trump was saying, and she just she just was chomping at the bits because she thought she had an answer for everything that he said. She didn't take the time to look at, people forget, it was like almost 20 Republican presidential candidates at the beginning, and all the rhetoric that was going on about Donald Trump and he beat them all because they were playing this gentleman's politics and the worst mistake that they made was to actually try to stand toe-to-toe with him when that's not the type of game or fight that they're used to and he knocked them all out and here go hillary clinton she's like yeah i can i can get dirty too which we know she can but at the same time she sat right there She jumped right in that ring with her, and she got knocked the fuck out. 
and not to mention then there's the DNC that you know pretty much their emails indicated that they were automatically putting all their chips behind Hillary Clinton which was so disrespectful to Bernie Sanders instead of just letting it play out and of course Bernie Sanders his people they're upset so they didn't concede fast enough and of course Hillary Clinton she you know she labeled that as one of the things that cost her the election of course she's not going to point the finger at herself but at the same because I've always said Donald Trump didn't win the election Hillary Clinton lost the election and it's a difference and there were a lot of there were a lot of things that attributed that yes those emails from the DNC from Hillary Clinton's own personal um I guess messages and you know yes Bernie Sanders delaying dragging his feet in regards to um conceding to the um to basically allowing her to move forward, giving, giving her endorsement, allowing his people to come over and support her. Now, all these things played a major part, but I still believe that the DNC messed up, and I believe with Hillary Clinton so focused on facing Trump and ignoring the other Democrat candidates I believe that's that's how everything got thrown out. That's how everything got it just basically it was a disaster. Now here we are, basically, you know, four years later, the world, particularly the United States, is damn near on fire. And here we you know, everything everything that Trump has instituted it's, it's, I mean, it's like you couldn't, you couldn't say this is what's going to happen and you thinking to yourself, you like in the back of your mind, like, I really hope this don't, this really don't happen, but how else are we going to learn? Because th these are some major costs that the United States is dealing with, but I, if, if people haven't learned anything in the last four years, and I think one of the things I hope that people really have learned is the importance of local elections. I'm still hearing people, especially black people, still talking that dumb shit about, well, I don't vote for the small elections. I only vote for the big elections. You know, what the, what, what is a small election? Why is it so hard for people to understand that elected officials on a city level, on a county level, school board, city councilmen, all of that stuff plays a part and it rises up to the top. People just don't get it because they don't understand how politics work and I've always felt that is the downfall particularly of African American people of poor people in general 
they do not understand how the the home elections affect government federal government elections so when somebody say you know i don't focus on county commissioners when that county commissioner or state senators or state reps affect how your your neighborhood is cut up into different districts and certain districts in certain states just favor one party they don't get that that is all from local elections and this is something that the republicans have mastered throughout the beginning of time in fact this is really something that is almost like a hidden secret to them it's just and i think it's something that democrats really in the last 20 30 years really started preaching about focus on local election because people just never people never got into that when you ask a number of people hey who's what's the name of your mayor what's the who's your state rep your state senator the majority of people really do not know who these people are i got a client you know his the the sidewalks in his area are all torn up i'm like dude call your city councilman but see of course he don't know who that person is and to be truthful he's probably not even a registered voter so definitely it's not saying that they won't listen to him but they tend to listen to you more if they in your district they listen to you more if you are a registered voter and an active voter. But people people don't get it. People do not get how politics work. Let's change gears. Um, last week, Herman Cain passed away. Again, a number of individuals, they pretty much got on me about my statements about Herman Cain and pretty much, I'm not even sure if I mentioned this before, I pretty much said there's a special place in hell for people like this because anytime somebody used their position to mislead individuals, deceive people, I could care less I just believe that Herman Cain was a deceiver, deceiver, misled individuals, not just black people, but white people as well. And But I think black people saw something about him because it's just, that's who we are. You know, you see a successful businessman and you can't help but to say, you know, let me listen, but this man is gonna to go to a Trump rally, the one in Tulsa, no mask, saying how the coronavirus is a hoax, and the irony, he, he is in contact with it, and it kills him, you know, 
I'm not, you know, my thing is this. I have no love loss for the death of Herman King. You know, maybe I'm condemning my soul. I'm sorry. You know, Herman King, he got what he, he deserved. I believe that there's a special place in hell for people that do nothing but mislead commit heinous acts against people. I believe this hell is where Hitler's at. I believe this hell is where Mussolini is at. You know, any other serial killer, evil person, and I believe, in my opinion, they got a new member, and his name is Herman Cain. That's just how I feel. Because whenever you do something like this, when people put their trust in you and look for look up to you for guidance and you use that to mislead them, to me, to me that's an abomination before God. So no love lost for Herman Cain. From me, I believe without a doubt that Herman Cain will be joined by a number of individuals that fit that billet. So I'll give you my condolences, but your time is coming. Next up, the time is coming. Joe Biden is supposed to pick his his running mate. My understanding, the final four, three black women, supposedly, Representative Karen Bass, uh, National Security Advisor to President Obama, Susan Rice, uh, Senator Harris, and Elizabeth Warren. Supposedly that they are in the um in the um running. It's gonna be interesting because each of them they have strengths and of course they all have weaknesses also. You know, everybody was saying that Harris would be a good choice, but it's so funny based on the polls that I'm looking at among black women they favor Elizabeth Warren more than they would um, Senator Harris and I think the biggest thing that black people have with Senator Harris is her record as a prosecutor now it's not so much as her record as a prosecutor as a hindrance I I wonder how would somebody like Donald Trump, Mike Pence, attack her for her record? Because to my understanding, she was very tough as a prosecutor, which included being tough on black people. So it was like, how would they actually attack her for almost having the stance, same stance, that they are preaching on. I don't think if if they had a smart strategy, I don't think they would 
do it themselves. I think they would actually have other individuals to go after them, you know, pretty much other black people, other black women, and, you know, let those commercials air and speak for themselves. But in terms of Senator Harris in a debate with Vice President Pence, oh my gosh, that that would be like a PhD versus a kindergarten, which Mike Pence would be the kindergartner. I mean, it, I mean, <laughs> oh my God, that would be a disaster. Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. That would be an interesting presidential debate. But it, it, I guarantee a debate like that, you really wouldn't gain nothing because Donald Trump, he's, he, he knows he can't debate Joe Biden. He doesn't have that savvy. He does not have that experience. So every question, I mean, you run out of time before you get a straightforward answer from Donald Trump. And the sad part is he'll get on the Twitter horn the next day and basically just say, I won. And his, his believers, his followers will go for that. And the rest of the country will be like, you know, what the, what the hell? What, I mean, what did we get out of this? Or even, you know, I mean, can you imagine now Mike Pence versus Elizabeth Warren or Elizabeth Warren, you know, speaking on Donald Trump. I personally, if, if I had to say who I favor in that final four, then I would say, I would think Elizabeth Warren would be the choice that I would, I would think would be compatible for Joe Biden. And see what people gotta realize, supposedly Joe Biden has made the commitment that he's only going to run for one term. So whoever this VP is, providing that everything goes well, this person is president in training. They are more likely to actually have the steering wheel, be handed the steering wheel in regards to the presidency of the United States. Now, of course, I'm not sure how old Elizabeth Warren is, but I mean, you know, I would think age, age is a factor. Age is a factor. I mean, when I look at, you know, somebody like Susan Rice, I mean, in terms of that polish mentality the 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 her mind oh she would be perfect but the only thing is a lot of people just don't know who she is now in regards to her debating mike pence you know speaking out against donald trump i believe she has no problem with doing that but i don't think i don't think she bears her fangs she, you know, she just don't have that bite that I would see in the other candidates. I think she just, I don't want to say she's nice, but, you know, 
if I had to say, if I wanted any of these ladies to be mad at me, Susan Rice would be the one that I'd be like, okay, I think I can handle her. Did uh, Senator Warren, Senator Harris? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now, of course, I've always said several times in previous podcasts that I favor Stacey Abrams. I even would favor Atlanta Mayor Bottom, but I just, I just can't fathom the idea of losing her to the national level, which in my heart, I believe that when Biden wins and, you know, he has a, a vice president, which will not be Mayor Bottoms, I believe that she is going to be offered a cabinet position. So I believe regardless, no matter what, Atlanta will lose their mayor. You know, I mean, um, Keisha Bottoms is going to go on a national level. So pretty much, you know, that's going to be kind of bittersweet. But at the same time, in fact, I would love to see that cabinet that he put together. That's going to be, that's going to be a hell of a cabinet. That's going to be a melting pot of ideals. And all of them, they all in this, not to say that this term for that Democrat party is going to be easy, but their main objective is really to undo everything that Donald Trump put in place. If you know, and I think Joe Biden won't make the mistake that Barack Obama made. And I know, you know, there's some people like, oh my God, you're gonna say, you know, Barack Obama made a mistake. I believe, and I think Obama even has, I think he said it in so many words. His regret is that he put so much emphasis on trying to appease people that did not support him. He lost focus in trying to. He lost focus in not taking care of those who supported him. If anything that has been gained during the Trump presidency, one thing that has been true to form, he. he now, gosh, how can I say it? Because he didn't take care of his supporters. But his rhetoric was geared towards them that they felt he was being, he was taking care of them. It's just that they're naive that they felt that, and it's funny to this day, if you ask a Trump supporter, what has he done for you? They can't name nothing. The first thing that jumped out of their mouth well, Obama said this and Obama did that. But if you ask them, what has Donald Trump done for your household, especially if they make less than $250,000, they have absolutely nothing to say. But yet they're going to say something. But it's not the answer that you're looking for. Speaking, speaking of uh, Trump, no, and I'm going to end on this note. Did y'all see the video? With a man in Florida 
I guess he was like, you know, I, I never understood the term white nationalist. He was, you know, he was a racist. He was a racist bastard, shirtless, tattoos and everything. He ranting and raving. I want to see Donald Trump, blah, 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 blah. And this, at, he was at a restaurant, cursing and everything. And that white woman approached him and he slapped the shit out of her. Oh my God. But did you see how all those people pounced on him? They were choking. I mean, they literally was trying to kill him on camera. You know, wow. That's something there. I mean, whew. Let's see how, you know, let's see what the traction that story made. Hopefully, let's see. I'll come back in five days and let's see what happens in regards to that story. Because I would love to see how America handles that. But either way, we're going to finish. We're going we're gonna to stop right here. This has been another episode of There Has Been. There is a system to this madness. I am Osaze Shabazz. As always, love to hear your viewpoints. Love to hear your questions. Love to hear your comments. God bless. You all take care. Bye-bye.